Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Good morning. It's great to see everybody this morning. We're going to be over in Nehemiah chapter 3 if you want to turn over to that. We're continuing our Fixer Upper series. I want to welcome everyone watching online and people watching on Spectrum Cable as well. We're really glad to have you with us. Uh, as we've gone through chapters 1 and 2 of Nehemiah, we've been talking about how do you make a change in your life? If there's an area of your life that you want to improve, that you want to make better, how do you make that change? And we've been looking through the book of Nehemiah. He's already told us a few things. He said, uh, first of all, you need to see the problem. You need to take that problem to God. You need to form a plan, and you need to gather the resources to fulfill that plan. So all of that was kind of the beginning before anything had ever started. And this morning, we're actually going to look at starting the work. Uh, starting the work. Now, you've got this plan. You want to improve this area of your life. How do you actually get it started? And we're going to be over in Nehemiah chapter 3. Well, if you've ever watched the TV show Fixer Upper, you know that after they pick the house and they get going, the very first thing they do, the thing that Chip Gaines loves more than anything else, what day is that? Anybody know? Demo day. That's right. That's what he loves more than anything else is demo day. And on demo day, what you're doing is you're taking out all the stuff that doesn't need to be there, all the stuff that's in the way. You might be taking out cabinets, a wall, uh, whatever. As you get ready to actually start building back up, first you have to take away and get rid of the stuff that shouldn't be there. Uh, here's a picture of Chip on demo day right there as he's trying to, to get rid of some stuff that shouldn't be there uh, as he's going. So that's kind of what demo day is. And so we're going to be uh, looking at chapter 3 and talking about demo day here today. Now, chapter 3 is not the most uh, exciting chapter in the world to read. As a matter of fact, chapter 3 is just basically a list of names and where these people worked on the wall that they were repairing. But we're going to look at it and see that there's a lot more in chapter 3 than you might have imagined. We're actually going to start in chapter 2, beginning with verse 17. And the first thing we need to do is this. As you begin uh, to start this improvement of some area of your life, the first thing you need is this. You need to know what you are doing and why you're doing it. Now, we've talked about this the first two weeks. It's still true today. As you begin something, you need to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So let's say you want to read your Bible through in the year. Your goal isn't to read the Bible through in the year. There's something else you're trying to do. Why do you want to read the Bible in the first place? I, wonder, I want to understand more about God. I want to get closer to God. Uh, I want to know more about what God's Word said and how it, how it confronts me. You have a bigger picture than just wanting to actually go through the whole Bible. There's a reason you're wanting to go through it. So you need to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So look down to chapter 2, verse 17. So Nehemiah has just returned from surveying the wall and taking an honest look at what was going on. Verse 17, he said, Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins. The gates have been burned with fire. Come, let's rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God upon me and what the king had said to me. So as they get started here, Nehemiah tries to succinctly say, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. And he basically says, okay, what are we going to do? We need to rebuild the wall. 
The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. But why do we need to rebuild the wall? What's the purpose of it? Well, he says, we're in great trouble and we're in great disgrace. So some things are going on here. Without the wall, there's a security issue. Uh, anybody can come in, anybody can raid them. Uh, so the people are not secure, so we want to rebuild the wall for security. Second, we want to rebuild the wall because we're just in disgrace. Uh, as it is now, we have no place to live. We're the people of God in the city of God, and, and we're basically living day-to-day, hand-to-hand. Uh, we're, we're living like paupers, and we are the very people of God in the city of God, and it's a disgrace, and we need to do something about it. So he very succinctly says, this is what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it. As you start any area of improvement in your life, as you begin that initial process, you need to know what it is. So let's say you go to the gym for the first time and you want to take off a few of those pounds. You need to know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. Okay, why am I doing this? Why do I want to lose a few pounds in the first place? Well, I want to lose a few pounds because, you know, if I lose just 10 pounds, man, I'm going to look sexy. You know, that, that's what it is. That's why I want to do it. I want, I want to get in that, in that Speedo, as we said last week, or something like that, you know. What are you doing or why are you doing it? Uh, probably most of you have heard my son Andrew and his wife Tiffany they're having a, a baby boy uh, and uh, one of the things Andrew said to me the other day uh, I told him you know I said I need to lose some weight here I need to get get healthier as we start this new year and uh, we had finished a meal and uh, it was lunch here at church I went through and somebody very nicely had brought cookies in and so I grabbed one of the cookies and Andrew snapped my hand threw the cookie away and said dad you got a grandbaby coming you need to get yourself healthy and I said oh okay okay so there's a reason it's not just so I can look sexy in my bathing suit it's because I need to be healthy uh, so I can take care of that grandbaby know what you're doing and why you're doing it becomes really really important well if we go on in our scripture in verses 19 and 20 we also see that knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it gives you the courage when opposition comes. Now, next week, we're going to be looking at opposition uh, and troubles and problems that happen when we begin something. But look down to verse 19 right now. When Sambalit the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite officials and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this thing you're doing, they asked? Are you rebelling against the king? And I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We are his servants, and we will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. So these three uh, regional governors, Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem, they're not happy that somebody's come from the king of Persia to look after Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls. Uh, that's kind of a threat to their regional governorship. And so they're very discouraging uh, to Nehemiah and they said what are you doing are you rebelling why are you trying to rebuild this wall but look how Nehemiah answers him it's really interesting in verse 20 in verse 20 he says I don't care what you say I don't care how you're trying to discourage us the God of heaven's going to give us success we're his servants we're going to start rebuilding it has nothing to do with you you have no share in Jerusalem or no claim to it why is he so confident that he can talk to regional governors like this. This has nothing to do with you. It's none of your business. It's from God, and we're going to start, and we're going to succeed. The confidence came because Nehemiah knew what he was doing, and he knew why he was doing it. 
And he knew that God was with him and was motivating him to do it. So he wasn't afraid of them or what they were saying. As I said, next week we're going to look at uh, in more details when obstacles come when you're trying to, to fulfill your plan. But just to say, knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it will help you from being discouraged. Now, what's often going to happen, let's say you're trying to lose a little weight, and you go to the gym the first time. Uh, several years ago, uh, uh, Travis Frazier, I don't know if any of y'all remember Tra Tracy and Travis, they live in Arizona now. Travis Frazier invited me to the Y with him, and he said, hey, come out and work with me. Now, Travis, Travis was in great shape, you know. And so they were doing some sort of aerobics with weights. And uh, he said, now, these are the weights that I use. You probably want to get something a little bit lighter. And I said, hey, man, if you're using them, I'll use them. And so I did the entire time for an hour. I did exactly what Travis did, every single thing. And when we got through, he said, that was amazing. I can't believe you did that. And I said, dude, you just got to know who you're dealing with here. You know, that's kind of the way it is. Next morning, I woke up. I literally could not get out of bed. I could not move a bone in my body. Every single inch of my entire body hurt from head to my toe. I couldn't move. And then Travis calls and says, hey, you want to go back with me? And I said, no, no, man, you know, uh, I've done my time there. It's easy to get discouraged at the very beginning, but if you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, you're not going to get as easily discouraged. So that's the first thing. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. We go on in the chapter 3. And the next thing we see is this. To really get started and to succeed, you need to get some accountability partners. You need to get some accountability partners. The more you have other people encouraging you and helping you, the better it's going to be. If you want to really improve an area of your life, then having somebody along with you to encourage you, to motivate you, to work with you, makes all the difference in the world. Now, as I said, chapter 3 is basically a list of different people and where they worked rebuilding the wall. But let's look at it for a second. Look at chapter 3, verse 1. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building it as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated as far as the Tower of Hananel. So the high priest, together with other priests, rebuilt the wall down by the area where the high priest lived. So he had people with him to rebuild this wall, other priests, it helped him be accountable. It helped him do what he was doing. They were able to stay with it and be more successful. Look at verse 3. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassaniah. They laid its beams and put its doors and, ho and boats and bars in place. So the fish gate was built by uh, some brothers. The brothers got together. Now you can imagine. Uh, brothers trying to one-up one another and make sure everybody was involved in doing it. So these brothers get together and they rebuild that area down by the sheep gate. Look down to verse 6. The Jeshna gate was repaired by Jehoiah, the son of Pasha, and Meshulam, the son of uh, Besodiah. They laid its beams and put its doors and boats and bars in place. So this next area was rebuilt by two friends. These two friends got together, and they said, hey, we're, we're build this session. They went out, and they did it. Having friends and partners, accountability people, helps you succeed. Then down to verse 12. Verse 12. Shalem, the son of, Hal of, of Halishna, and by the way, I'm just making these names up as we go along. Ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. So Shalem and his daughters rebuilt the next area. 
that was there, a man and his family. Basically, the family got out there. He and his daughters got out, and they repaired that section. And then finally, verse 13. The valley gate was repaired by Hanum and the residents of Zenoa. They rebuilt it and put its doors with their boats and bars in place. They also repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the dung gate. And so Hanum and all of the people that lived in the village where he lived repaired a section of the gate. Now, what's the purpose of this? Everybody was, had people to encourage them. You had family members. You had, you had brothers. You had a man and his daughters. You had friends. You had, had the high priest and other priests. You had villagers. Everybody had someone to keep them accountable in what they were doing rebuilding the wall. If you're going to improve an area of your life, whatever it is, you're going to need some accountability partners as you go along the way. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, what we're told is that if you're trying to exercise and get healthier exercising, the best way to get healthy exercising is to exercise with a friend. There's actually a National Friends Day uh, for you to exercise with a friend. And here's what research says. If you exercise with a friend, it will be more fun. It won't seem like work. It'll be, it'll be more fun. It will help you stick with it because they're going to be saying, hey, are you going today? I'll meet you there at this time, whatever. And it pushes you to do better. You're always trying to do a little bit better to keep up with the people that you're working with. So it's very important to have accountability partners as you get started. Now, let's say some of these things are like, well, I want to read the Bible through in a year. What kind of accountability partner can I have with that? Well, maybe it, it, it's your spouse. Maybe it's a friend. Uh, there's actually Bible apps that you have where you can go on and you can get on there and, and sign up and other people will go through it with you and everything. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to get accountability partners. So know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Second, get accountability partners. <clears throat> the third thing we see is that you need to divide your big goal into smaller tasks. Divide your big goal into smaller tasks. Now, sometimes things just seem really overwhelming. Uh, you know, let's say uh, uh, your house is a mess and somebody calls and says, I'll be over in 30 minutes. And you look at the house and you go, yeah, this just ain't gonna work. You know, it, it's, it's not happening. Well, that's because you're looking at the big picture and you've got to break it down. One thing I do, like when I'm cleaning the house or something and, and this room might be messy, is I just start in one corner. And I just worry about that one corner. Because if I see the whole thing, it looks a little bit overwhelming. Clean the one corner, go to the next corner. Pretty soon the whole thing is clean as you begin to divide it up into smaller tasks and say, hey, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to get ahead. And when you look into Nehemiah chapter 3, you see that's exactly what they were doing, is that they were dividing it up uh, into smaller tasks. And because of that, uh, they were able to succeed better at what they were doing uh, look down if you will to uh, uh, again to verse 17 verse 17 next to him the repairs were made by the Levites under Rehem the son of Bani and beside him Hashabab the ruler of half of the district of Kela carried out repairs for his district and so as they begin to divide it up in the tasks one of the things that they did is that they begin to divide it up by the areas where the people actually had skin in the game. And so if you had an area of the city where you lived, they wanted you to repair the wall in that area of the city. Now, how is that going to be helpful? Because you want the wall in front of your house repaired, right? If, if, if they might be raiders coming in, 
the one place you want done is your place before anywhere else. So if what they say is, okay, I want you to repair in front of your house, and you do that, then everything begins a little bit different. I want this done. I'm going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to see that it happens, and you begin to get some accountability. And what's going on is you break it down into some smaller tasks. Each person just doing one little area, and by everyone doing that one little area, everything begins to look a little bit different. Look down at verse 27. Next to them, the men of Tekoa repaired another section from the great project tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each man in front of his own house. So again, they've divided up into smaller tasks. You just worry about the wall in front of your house. You repair the wall in front of your house. And if everybody does that, pretty soon the whole thing starts coming together. So whatever your task is, don't be overwhelmed as you get into it. And I, I keep using the same illustration. Let's say you're going to read the Bible through in a year. It's the end of January. You're still in Genesis because there's 50 chapters. And you're looking and you're thinking, man, this is a big Bible, and I'm still in Genesis. I'm never going to get through. I'm overwhelmed by what I have to do here. Well, that would easily be something... That would overwhelm you. But if you start looking at it at a smaller task, I just completed one of the largest books of the Bible and the longest books, uh, Genesis. I feel much better about what I am and what I'm doing. Break it up into smaller tasks. I want to lose 30 pounds. Well, you know, that's a long way. Uh, I've tried for two weeks now and I've lost two pounds. Uh, I've still got 28 to go. That's a little bit discouraging. Well, maybe. Or maybe what you could say is every five pounds, uh, you know, it, it, I'm seeing I'm dividing it up. I'm not trying to get to 30 pounds. I'm just trying to get to that first five pounds that's there. Dividing it up makes all the difference in the world into smaller tasks. Several years ago, uh, all of you old people like me will remember, uh, AAA had something called the triptych. Anybody here ever use a triptych? Yeah, er almost every, everybody in the room has used a triptych at one time or another. I love triptychs. Let's say you were going from Kentucky to Florida. You were going to Miami, and that's a long, long trip. Um, my parents used to have a place down in a, a Pompano Beach, and I remember it would take forever, and you'd hit the Florida line, and I would think, oh, finally, we're in Florida, we're here, and seven hours later, we're still driving. You know? And, you know, it, it got to be a little bit discouraging you know, as, as you're going down through there. What the triptych did that was unique is that it divided everything up into small sections and it not only divided it up into small sections look at the, the next picture here it it said something about every area you were you're going through so you start out and you get out of louisville and you're in the middle of of central kentucky trying to get down to tennessee and you look at your trip ticket it says you're about to pass mammoth cave and mammoth cave is the largest underground cave system in the entire world and you go oh man neat and then you're looking on the hey we're about to pass the largest underground cave system in the world and then an hour later you're looking at hey man we're in nashville this is the the home of country music and it divided it up into small sections one page at a time and then it told you about everything you were passing now, what was the point of that? The point of it was you not to get overwhelmed at the big picture of where you were trying to go. That was the whole purpose of the triptych. Look at where you were, not get overwhelmed at the big picture. That's exactly what we see in the book of Nehemiah. They divided the building of the wall up into smaller tasks. Each person 
doing their work in front of the area that they had responsibility and where they lived. And that brings us to the last thing that we see here. And finally, celebrate the little victories. Celebrate the little victories. Again, you can get overwhelmed if you're trying to achieve a big goal, a big improvement in your life. It's just not happening. I'm just not getting there. So begin to celebrate the little victories. I'm trying to lose 30 pounds. How about every five pounds you celebrate? You know, you go out and you, and you eat a big meal or something. No, no, no. no that, that, that's, uh, let's think of another way. Uh, every five pounds you buy a new article of clothing. Oh, that'd be, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Every five pounds. And then you just keep seeing it. You know, I went from a 4X to a 3X, some down to a 2X, you know, uh, something like that. You know, I'm seeing it go down. Every, every five pounds, you're buying a new article of clothing. You celebrate the little victories. Man, I got through with the book of Genesis. This is unbelievable, you know. I'm going to celebrate uh, getting through the, the book of Genesis or something like that. You know? And you begin to, to look at each area and begin to appreciate where you are and how you got there. I want to look at two verses in chapter 3. First, verse 5. Verse 5. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. And so this is interesting. The first thing we see here is that he's calling out the men of Tekoa, not the men themselves, He's calling out their leaders because the leaders of Tekoa wouldn't do any of the work themselves. They're telling the people, okay, get out there, do it. <coughs> We're behind you, you know, something like that. They're not doing any of the work themselves. This is Nehemiah actually calling them out. Now, you can imagine that section of the wall probably wasn't repaired as better as the, as the other sections. If you've got everybody working together to repair in front of their house, that's one thing. If you've got another area saying, yeah, you all do it, and I'll tell you what to do, that's, that's going to be discouraging. So that's, that's them being condemned for what they're doing here. Then look down to verse 20. <coughs> look down to verse 20. Next to him, Baruch, the son of Zabbi, zealously repaired another section from the angle to the entrance of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. So for Baruch, what we're told is he zealously repaired. The one section, they're not going to do it. They just want other people to do it. Baruch and his section, he's going to zealously repair what's going on. That was complimenting him. As he's going through the work, Nehemiah is saying, hey, we've got these people doing nothing, and we've got this guy working zealously. They were celebrating what he was doing. Look, he's working hard. He's making progress. We're impressed with what he's doing. He's zealously repairing his section of the wall. So as we go through, we need to look back and say, hey, I am making progress. Don't be overwhelmed by the fig picture. Celebrate the little victories. So what have we seen today? <clears throat> We've seen a couple of things. First of all, as you begin, know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Say, this is the reason I'm doing this. This is why I showed up at the gym today. This is why I pulled out my Bible. Uh, this is why I'm trying uh, to not gossip about people today. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Get an accountability partner. That will help you more than anything else succeed. Have somebody else doing it with you. Divide it into smaller tasks and celebrate the little victories. About 20 years ago, New York Harbor and the Bronx River 
with some of the most polluted water in the entire world. When they decided they were going to go out of their way uh, to try to restore the waters in New York Harbor and the Bronx River. Last year, something amazing happened. Last year, for the first time in 20 years, wells were spotted in New York Harbor. New York Harbor had been so polluted, wells would not go into it. This year, last week, for the first time in over 20 years, dolphins were spotted swimming up and down the Bronx River. It took 20 years, but now wells and dolphins are back in New York Harbor and in the Bronx River. Do you think as they were going through it and all that trash was being collected and all that was being done, you think there was a time they go, this isn't getting us anywhere, you know. We just cleaned out a bunch of trash last week and now there's so much this week and uh, that's them, you know, just getting some of the trash out of the Bronx River. You think at some point anybody got discouraged and said, this just isn't going to happen. But they hung in there, they kept doing it, they knew why they were doing it, we want this water restored. It's not healthy for us. It's not healthy for the things living in it. It's not healthy for the people in New York City. And now wells and dolphins are once again in those harbors. It was a process. It took a long time. But in the end, it is paying off in amazing, amazing ways. I don't know what area of your life you want improved right now, but I do know this. It's going to be a process. If there's an area of your life that's worth you making an attempt that I want this to be better, then it's going to be a process, and it's not going to be easy. But if you know what you're doing and you hang in there, in the end, it's going to make all the difference in the world. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for your word this morning, and our prayer is that each of us would just begin to look at our life and to dedicate ourselves to truly moving forward and getting better for you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another message from God's Word.